Welcome to 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15K Plus Movies to randomly watch whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. This is Colin. And this is Niall. And this is Random Movie 10,594. It's a movie called Metroland from 1997. It's uh, starring Christian Bale and Emily Watson, amongst others. Directed by Philip Saville, who's mainly known for a lot of not no relation to Jimmy. <laughs> yes, oh, first thing that popped into my head when I was going through the IMDb. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, not him. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so he's mainly known for TV miniseries, not, uh, not a lot of famous stuff. But if you're brought up in the 70s or 80s in England, you probably might know some of his miniseries. Um, movie run for, runs for one hour and 45 minutes. Uh, seems a bit longer than that, but we'll get to that in a minute. It's got a meta score of 53, which is fine, but it uses a score of 8.2. And that my scientific theory behind that is Christian Bale. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I like, I'm a massive fan of Christian Bale stuff, he's done some amazing pieces of work. This is him at his work, like, okay, he's probably the best part of it but it, it's it's not 8.2 no well you know he had about eight movies before this as a youngster well there's one particular movie as a movie as a youngster that really shines empire of the sun and then may he and he is great in it um what a great cast I, this is a world away from that <laughs> different genres it's different genres, different budget, different quality, direction, different yeah. quality, different sound, different everything. My God! Well, Empire of the Sun was ten years before this one, so he had a he had a bit of a bit of a kind of a segue to this. And I'm guessing, you know, maybe this was one of his. He had to finish school as well, I guess. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm guessing this is one of his first lead roles, perhaps. Like, yeah, looking through yeah. his biog here, probably his first. So. Would have snapped this up um, with both hands. Then after Metroland, he's got Velvet, Velvet Goldmine the year after, and then two, uh, three years after this, we've got American Psycho. So that starts him off on his, yeah, on his uh, and that, journey. That's a movie he carries quite easily. Yeah, yeah. Then we've got your favorite film. Uh, five years after this one, Equilibrium in two thousand and two. <laughs> yes, favorite Diet Matrix. <laughs> Diet Matrix. Yeah, if you, if you not really want to get into the whole complexity of it and just want to see some guy shooting people while doing Kung Fu, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm guessing a lot of Batman fans basically have just gone back through his entire catalog and just said, yeah, this is amazing because he's great and he's amazing. He can't do anything wrong. That's why they use the score is 8.2. Um, the nutshell summary of this movie is based on a novel by Julian Barnes, Chris played by Bale, starts recalling his bohemian Parisian life in the late 1960s after his old friend Tony comes for a surprise visit. It makes him question everything about his life, even if he should have married his wife, Marion Watson, and settled down in the suburbs of London. And if that doesn't sound interesting to you, well, you're bloody right. It's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's some guy having an early midlife crisis who gives a poop. I think I <laughs> found, yeah, I think I found a genre that I hate as much as you know the sound editing of footsteps that are fake yeah 
marriage. Yeah, it, it does. It, it does scream to me of a similar style to um, past lives. Right. You know, complaining about choices that you didn't make. Yes. The, 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 the kind of what about and oh maybe we should have oh, shut up and enjoy yourself. God damn. <laughs> well, it's like a one, like it's like a movie one hundred and one on nostalgia and you know regret, and it's like okay, we make it to be a married man with a kid, the kid cries and he has to get up out of bed, and that's annoying. And then his friend who comes, he's a party animal still. Blah blah blah. Tropes. Tropes. That's it. But they are just tropes. There's no, at least in past life, there was a little bit of detail put in there. Like, we'll get into it in a bit, but flashbacks to his childhood. And so weak. And and so meh. And you know, like, what makes it even worse, and it all comes together into a steaming pile of crap, basically. But the music that's played when the flashbacks happen is like it's like Kahoot. I don't know. As a teacher, you have to play this this website called Kahoot. It's an online quiz, and the, the team tune is and it was just terrible. And it's Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits who wrote Walk of Life and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. This isn't his forte. No, uh, and his name's right up there at the start yeah. in the credits. I was like, like oh. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, God, it's, it's it's shockingly bad music. Yeah. One thing I'll mention just before we move on, just for somebody in the background, Jenny Beaven was the costume designer, and she did, uh, I think she won Oscars for Mad Max Fury Road and King's Speech. So she's, and the costumes are fine in this. It's it's pretty, it fits yeah, in. Yeah, like it's, it, it's a period piece, effectively, because it's set like nearly fifteen years before before it's actually shot. Yeah, uh, and yes, it 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 is of its time. Um, not that I can remember fashion and style uh, <laughs> on the year I was zero years old. Yeah, it looks seventies. That's you know we've uh, yeah yeah experienced enough media to understand. Yeah, that, that fits the fits the bill. It also kind of harks back to. Um, our music movie that we had. I can't remember the name of it now. The Oh, did the one in, in, in London? Yeah. Um, God, we're bad oh, at recounting. Axe Rock? Yeah, rock yeah. Axe, something like that. Lovers, Sorry, God. Lovers Rock. Lovers Rock. Lovers Rock. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So it's very similar to that sort of... Uh, much less interesting. Yeah, very much less interesting. Anyway, we start off the movie, and it's 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 um we get to know it. It's 1977 because it says it a bit later, but it's it's just got this acoustic guitar and clarinet intro by Mr. Knopfler, and it's terrible. There's like oh the train lines, the train lines. It's train lines. Oh. It's meant to encapsulate in, us into this commute that Chris takes every day and night and blah 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 and yeah but that's that's not going to give me interest in anything other than you know i i have to commute every now and then i hate it <laughs> i don't need to be reminded <laughs> it's setting the emotion though it's setting the scene all, all the fun of sitting on a train for an hour <laughs> this movie i could just put on train simulator and put my <laughs> At least a train simulator, you got to make a couple of decisions, you know. Press a button. Open the doors. Close the doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and this train motif came, comes back a couple of times. And it's oh. like every time we we are, as the audience, we're dumb because we're like, okay, Chris is supposed to not be liking his life right now. So let's put the train tracks back in again. Dun, 
You may think Colin's exaggerating here. He's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, not. So, what, again, did you, what, what did you think about disappearing people? That is another common motif in this movie. Disappearing people. We always looking at people and then they disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The flashbacks were done terribly. The daydreams he did. He was like looking. Gob open. Yes. Eyes staring off vacantly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look stupider. No, no, that's not nearly stupid enough. 50% more stupid there, Mr. Bale. (laughs) It was was taking the. It was like. It was getting to be like comic. Farce. Farce. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't intentional, and that's how it sucks so bad. Yeah, it was very TV quality, and that's where this director comes in. He's like, he's used to, you know, fitting in like over the top sort of drama, so that people will yeah. stick around after the five minutes ad break for McVitie's digestives. You know, but there was one. Uh, speaking of it being TV quality, still on this the credits. <laughs> There's one scene at the end of the credits where it's basically a car pulling up outside somebody's house. But there's zero stabilization on the camera. So it's basically some lad in the back of a Ford Cortina <laughs> pulling a standard TV camera. <laughs> Awful. Steady on, Chris. You nearly knocked me over. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just shocking. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> after all, after the horrible quality of intro, we get to the whole, you know, you get to a basically one-off trope of the of a couple lying in bed and the phone ringing at 5.30 in the morning and then the baby crying. It's like, all right, here we go. It's This yeah. is, we're meant to believe this is just a horrible, depressing, just annoying thing for Chris. Anyway, on the end of, of the phone call at 5.30 is Tony, his old party friend. Oh, deadly Tony. Hey, yeah. haven't seen you in five years, mate. Let's get lunch. Yeah. I, I, if he called me at 5.30 in the morning... This would be end the bloody movie. <laughs> yeah. So what the hell? You want to be dead. Yeah, I don't... You want to be dead or dying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just calling. Yeah, get a bloody life, Tony. Um, so anyway, they're talking the next morning about Tony and, you know, oh, he's always angry. Oh, he's my best friend. Uh, he's a bad writer. No, just because he ain't published doesn't mean he's a, he's a bad writer. And they're, um, he's in the car park when this first comedic flashback happens. Daydream. Oh, my God. God, it's so stupid. Oh, it's a flashback. Yeah, it's a flashback. Then he has a daydream. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a flashback. It's a flashback first, to yeah. his American um, girlfriend, Annick, and he's photographing her and they're having a fun time when he's young and he's staring into the distance. And I mean, Was she American or French? French, French. Did I say American? Sorry. <laughs> you did. Oops. And yeah, so then he, he gets got out of that um, flashback by his wife and then... She calls, and she calls Tony a vegan terrorist front member or something like that. <laughs> Which I, one line in the movie I liked. Vegan. Yeah. Then he, they get home it's and then he has weird. another daydream before he goes into the house or something where his wife's going, I want you to have affairs. I'll still do your cooking for you. Oh, it's just awful dialogue. Yeah. Like the, 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 there isn't... I was taking the piss about the vegan terrorist front thing being good dialogue. It was so bad. It stuck out, but there's there isn't one line in this movie that I could put a pin in and say actually that wasn't bad. No, I can't think of anything to be honest. Which I was the minute I think the the intro really just uh, it, 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 it rang to me going, yeah, I'm not going to like this movie. Oh, and it was perfectly describing the movie this intro. Yeah. Anyway, they're um I don't know the next scene. I think they're in bed and then they want to. 
have a bit of fun, but then the baby's crying and then the baby's in bed. And there you go. That's another bit of unhappiness for Tony or for Chris. Tony Party Boy arrives then. Actually, you know what? This was actually quite humorous, wasn't it, when he came in? In, in fairness, that it was reasonably realistic, the relationship that happened, but that was two minutes of the movie. We were having a few glasses of wine and just chatting in the house. Yeah, but I kind of thought it was funny when he was like, I love you. Oh, he said he was, I love you, man. <laughs> I thought it was okay. <laughs> it was a bit telegraphed, though. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't yeah. exactly a, a shock one. Yeah. Oh, he's, 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 like, we knew that the movie wasn't going to be about him being in love. No, exactly. Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, yeah, they have a drunken poetry rant. It was like, yeah, it's boring. It's like, yeah, poetry this, poetry that. I don't really care. They're drunk. Chris then takes a walk, and then there's a voiceover telling us why he takes walks. I make lists. Yeah, like Christ on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Like... You know, uh, that's fine. I, I'm sure I'm having walks, trying to get things sorted in the head. You don't need to describe why he's going for a walk at four o'clock in the morning. It's pretty obvious he's trying to get things sorted in his head. Why else would he be doing it unless he's doing some coke on the street or, you know, <laughs> meth. <laughs> Speed. Speed, good to uh, uh, It w- would have made more sense than the rest of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, he meets up with uh, Tony for a pint, as you do. Of everything a man can want. Really? Really? Now, this is entirely, this is the entire conversation they have throughout the movie. Are you really happy, Chris? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. No, not really, really. Really, are you? Of course you can't be. Yeah, at this point, yeah, Tony, I, I do remember writing down several times that Tony is a, a four-letter word beginning with C. <laughs> Cock. And yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah, That's a nice yeah, way of finding it. Um, uh, let's be honest, Chris ain't much better. Nah, he's he's a dweeb. He's he's dumb, and mm. obviously, yeah, he acts it during the movie as well. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, this is when we have our first flashback to when there are two lecherous teens talking about France and how they want to. Oh my god! And this, this is when the god. music is just terrible. Like Mark Knopfler, like I'd love to. Ask him a question. Him in the nose. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> we we drunk. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know you're you're famous with Dire Straits and all, but come on. Anyway, we have that flashback. It's not really worth mentioning, but they're dressed in school uniforms and it looks weird because they're obviously in their twenties. It's funny for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and like it's just yeah. stupid as well because they're beside a tennis court. A ball comes over and the guy goes, "Oh, can you throw the ball back?" And they just look at him and he, he it's like. And the old guy looks at them when he picks up the ball. It's like, what was that for? I don't really. I don't know. I think they were giving out. I think it was trying to set the scene where Tony is against these anti-bourgeoisie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because he calls. Giving out about the bankers of Metroland. Yeah, because he calls Chris later a bourgeoisie or whatever. Flash, Flash forward back to 77. We have a commute and he's bored again. Uh, then another flashback to '63 when he's at a he's, when the two of them are in a train and they start speaking French to an English dude and start talking about going back to his house and having a party with their, his daughter or something and another old guy speaks French so he's like oh yeah that's what they're saying and then he goes ah, and then they run away. I had a question pop up about the scene later in the movie. Uh, I I didn't I just couldn't care enough to rewind to find out the same old guy. <laughs> 
Was it the same old guy as later in the movie? I think so because he's marked up quite high on the um, on the credits as old commuter or something man. So I think it's yes. the same dude that translates. I think he's a personification of Chris's um, self-loathing and his bourgeois ways or some such nonsense. Yeah. So then we flash forward again to 77 where he's in the pub again and uh, Chris is going, yeah, that was great days back then, weren't it? It's like a kid wrote this for like primary school fiction competition, you know, the, the dialogue sometimes. Those are great in days. In fairness, if a 14-year-old wrote this, I'd be like, well done. Yeah. But that's that's where I stop. <laughs> yeah. The dialogue is so just, it's on the nose really, isn't it? It's just, there's, there's no nuance. Yeah. It's, it's not Tarantino. <laughs> Opposite of, and did you hear sneaky Mark Knopfler did in the background? He's got dire straits in the background of the pub. I missed that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good move. Good. Well, well done. done. That's maybe the only reason he did the movie. Yeah, yeah. Sneak, sneak it in there. Anyway, so Tony is saying, oh, me and Callie are non-monogamous. And Chris is going, oh. How, how'd you get one of those? Uh, I, I want that. <laughs> anyway, he's like, Chris is going, oh, have you cheated on her? No. Eight years of marriage. Then they go to his work and he's going, you're a bloody good photographer. He's like, not quite good enough. Here's my Metro book of London transportation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, if if he wants to be a train spotter, let him be a train spotter. He doesn't True. have to be cool. Yeah. God damn it. Then, of course, another trope quote from, from Tony. What's happened to you, Chris? Yeah. yeah. And they just stare. You used, used to be cool. Now you want the bourgeoisie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then he goes to a punk show and his wife's going, ah, what are you going to that for? Enjoy it, you asshole. <laughs> so then Chris is like, oh, here, take the, I'm taking this joint. And then he's lying down in the side in the alleyway going, this is fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, I don't know if this is a fair depiction of drug use. <laughs> Better a depiction of drug use and bloody three sisters or the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much more accurate. And then again, we have another quality line going, uh, Tony, what's, you know, what's your secret or something? And, and Tony's going, I do what Very I want, secret. mate. I do what I want, yeah. mate. Do what it's I want. Just pants. Yeah. So then obviously Chris comes home and he wants to have a bit of fun. He's drunk and then. What's the name of the wife, actually? I can't remember her name. Oh, Marion. Marion, Marion, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, for some reason, Tony has come home with him. Like, yeah, sleep on the couch, Tony. And Chris is like grunting on the um, grunting on the bed, and his grunts turn into horses in the morning. You like that sound edit yeah, translation transition? I, I don't I don't get it. And, and, and it was a really poor stock footage of some horses <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't dynamic it wasn't interest there were just some horses in the field they were lovely horses yeah but they were like kind of blurry yeah <laughs> it was poorly shot yeah um yeah so he wakes up the next morning and tony and marion are staring at each other on the, at the table and then he comes in in his tidy whities and gets some alka-seltzers and we have another flashback a bit of tension just before they leave something. Something had happened. 
Oh, yeah. Doesn't dig into it too much at that point. Not much at that point. Flashback to 63 again. Saxophone music. Terrible. Oh, shocking. He's uh, snapping trains because he likes trains. He's a train spotter. Uh, oh, yeah. What, is, what did I write down? Retiree speech. What did I write that down for? Oh, oh this is the, the guy in the uh, train who disappears in a few seconds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about the bourgeoisie, Metroland. Yeah, exactly. It was meant to mean something, but it doesn't mean anything. No, it's some nonsense yeah. pseudo-intellectual twaddle. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. Then he, 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 he um, actually um, vanishes disappearing people like Mr. Ben, that old cartoon. Remember that old cartoon, Mr. Ben? Was it Mr. I ben? Do, maybe. Yeah, Mr. Ben. He, he, he went brought, in, came in and he got a change of clothes. Yeah, yeah. He'd go into a changing room and go to an historic era of the time, and then he'd disappear. Just remind me of... Um, Mr. Ben. Oh, this is when he says Metroland is a state of mind. That's the tagline for the movie, the, the retiree dude fella. Yeah. Yeah, is this? That's great. Well done. <laughs> Flash forwards to his current day and he mess, he's getting annoyed with his kid because he's playing. the kid is playing with the books and all these sultry photos of his ex fall out and his wife goes, if you want to look at the pictures of your ex well you should not watch it in public or something i don't know what the hell she says she's not happy anyway he has a daydream again yeah. and flashback of his fun times in paris and this is where he's, he's lying i think he's lying in bed with this daydream and yeah his eyes wide open yeah he's it's yeah, jaw yeah. drooling and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but but this is a flashback and this annoys the living crap out of me there's a certain set of rules you follow with flashbacks yeah flashbacks don't take 30 bloody minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty much a, a, a section of the movie. It's an act of the movie, but it's a flashback. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole flashback of... It's a pop-up in Windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be your main content. God damn it. Yeah, but the X button doesn't work on the pop-up. So it's like, what the <laughs> hell? Look at that. Can't, can't, can't get, get rid of it. Don't lick us through the hallway. Oh, no. Yeah. So then he's, um, yeah, flashbacks to when he's meeting, as he's working in a cafe, meets his French fee. Uh, and then, I don't know, the music is terrible. It's like elevator music. Uh, there's a montage. Yeah, yeah, there's a montage of his exploits with Annick, his French mistress, and then, not mistress, but girlfriend. It's very boring. And then Generic he, French waiter man, Henri. Yeah, gruff and cynical Ugh, wife kind of like us but, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> then he then you know you can sense then and just in this flashback actually at the start of the flashback it goes back to him lying in bed maybe once or twice and then it just doesn't bother anymore uh yeah. then obviously annick is like going because she's french she's very direct she's going what are you feeling and he's going i don't know so that's the first start where he's like i don't know she's kind of going what the hell is wrong with these british idiots and then he obviously meets his current wife, married in in uh, Paris, pretending to be French, but then they start hanging out together. Yeah. Um, but this, it goes on for a bit more like this. And uh, yeah, the future wife-to-be says, have you told your girlfriend about me? And he's like, nah, why would I bother? Not on to tell. Not on to tell. to tell. And she's like, maybe you should. So he does, and, and the most it goes as well as you would way. expect. Oh, the way he does this is 
special. He's stupid. He's absolutely... But, you know, he, what, he's early 20s. He doesn't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And this I can actually understand because, you know, we've all been stupid idiots. But this is spectacularly stupid. Yeah. Um, he, he does it like a... Just, I'm just dropping some facts about some of my friends. And yeah. my English girlfriend said that this movie was really good. And, you know, maybe we could watch it together, me and you. So you have a friend. Just, just to girl. reiterate, my English girlfriend yeah movie okay so we'll just go on to that movie now right forget about what i just said because yeah. i've been taken care of <laughs> she's like going are you idiots what's the hell is going on do you love her do you sleep with her blah 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 so then she does she does the right thing and just goes right so yeah ta-da, ta-da, chuck. yeah walk out stumps phil for uh christopher for christopher a couple of things i just want to talk about before we leave this flashback that lasted for half an hour um there's a, lot of, there's a lot of French stereotypes. He's talking to his wife oh. in a uh, cafe, and they're just eating baguettes, like dry, <laughs> big baguettes. <laughs> Nothing in it. It's all, that's all they eat in France. Yeah. Oh, yo, yo. So anyway, yeah, so uh, English mates come around because he's in a bit of a slump then, you know? He's, he's like, oh. Yeah, I'm so blah, upset blah, blah, she dumped my ass because I was trying to sleep with an English bird. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, and he basically goes to marrying, I don't want a wife, I don't want bloody kids. Then the wife, Marion, the day after, the, the day they come and try to meet him, gives her hand to him. Back to modern day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that was the Wayne's World thing you were doing right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the waviness, yeah. Um, all right, so Chris and Tony are back in the modern day, and Chris is thinking about Anik, and he's not good, and he's saying, oh, I'm not going along with Marion recently. Trapped, bored. Did I make the right choice? Uh, and he's off to another party again. Yay. Yeah, he invited you as well, but, you know, uh, but, yeah, you could come if you want, but you can't get a babysitter, so you maybe as well stay, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then he meets Joanna at the thing, and he says, you have a nice face. Nice, smooth. And then, of course, because the director thinks we're all idiots, it's again flashes to that daydream where Marion's going, I want you to have affairs. Yeah. Because we couldn't remember that for ourselves. Yeah. Then he has another daydream. Oh, actually, no. He's he's trying to he's, he's, he gets ready to to sort of have a little bit of fun with this Joanne chick. Then has this daydream where Marion has committed suicide because he had an affair. <laughs> yeah. It really is shockingly Dopey. bad. Yeah. So he has a, there's another scene of the commute again, so train tracks, choo-choo. Tony comes, uh, Tony's at his house, and he's upstairs with his wife for some strange reason. He's got his tie going, yo. You left this you behind know. him on the bedrooms. What an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like what happens in a couple of seconds is justified from Chris. Yeah, both of them need a big slap slapping. So he's out the back, they're at the back, and again, we have this generic... What's wrong with you, man? Tony says to Chris. So they have a fight. Yes. And it, it, so sitting, the fight is the only believable part of this movie. Should have had it on day one. You know, I, I'll, I'll say about Christian Bale, I think he's a good actor, but he's he's really good when he's punching people. <laughs> and he's good in this. He <laughs> should have done that earlier. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So he's there. Marion's sorting out his cuts for him. and say, Tony made a pass at me twice. Turned him down. Tempting, though. <laughs> Don't you see, Chris? He's jealous of you. If you can't see why, then we really have a problem. 
but it, it's so they're in the it's yeah. so they're in the yeah, formulaic nonsense, isn't it's, it? It's formulaic. Then they're in the bath together. This is winding up the movie, basically. We're happy to know they're in the bath together, and she then goes, "Yeah, I've been unfaithful once to you." And Chris goes, "Fuck!" <laughs> the first time made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like you know, kind of probably fixes their sort of it many resets their, their their relationship when she says that and sort of i don't even know <laughs> i'm just yeah they're like happier in the next scene let's put it that way yeah there was a lot of that next scene a lot of doinking in this movie yeah and it, yeah. it, it fills up a lot of space i suppose but you just get rid of it and you know save some time and i can't finish watching the movie earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hurry up <laughs> Yeah, and then so like then Chris and Tony have their last conversation, and the stupid dialogue continues. Oh my god! Why don't you come with me? Why don't you come with me, to, uh, Chris? The, the response to that should be, "Why don't you off? <laughs> Fuck off!" And away you go. See you later. I'll see you in ten years' time when you regret every decision you've made in your life. Um, uh, that could be actually a great line in the movie. Actually, I, I'm That's, surprised he even bothered meeting up with him. Like if if the previous meeting was maybe a day or two before, you're probably still going to be a bit miffed, like. Yeah, you, you tried yeah, to sleep with my wife how many times? Twice, twice. What an idiot! Yeah, you're my best friend. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if you—that's what I describe as a best friend, buddy. Yeah. So um, he's like, "I'm content." And then uh, he, he, we finish off the movie with one of his contemplative walks. Anik appears in a an apparition, oh. like bloody the Virgin Mary, <laughs> the opposite of the Virgin Mary. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then Marion joins. And he's like, oh, that's nice. She's you know. actually real. She doesn't disappear. No, she's real. And then Marion joins, which leads us to believe they're all, they're going to be okay. Who's and looking says, after the kid? <laughs> that's what you're thinking as a dad. Like, you've left the kid. Yeah. It's like six months old. You bad parents. <laughs> <laughs> but they want to leave with a great quotable thing. Happy, if not now, never. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was one of his lists, wasn't it? Yeah. We put what yeah. putting on your list now? What about happiness? Yeah, yeah why are you going to put down beside happiness? <sighs> Sod off. That's what I would have put down at that point. Sod off. Sod off. I'm going for a pint with Tony. <laughs> Tony, come back, Tony. You know, <laughs> fucking hell, Tony. See, I think the whole bourgeois thing could have been because it's just like lightly buttered on <laughs> as as a motif yeah. that doesn't actually add anything, and that's kind of annoying because you could do something with that. That you look at, wasn't it the the servant? Yeah, it kind of yeah, goes yeah. into that, and it does a great job. This, yeah. this, no, no, it doesn't bother. First thing I would do would be to rewrite the script and <laughs> have more character building. Um, although I hate marriage genre. Uh, Same as did you see Marriage Story with Adam Driver? It, it, it doesn't. The concept doesn't fill me with joy. No, I don't watch any of the movies my wife watches. She watches Revolutionary Road with Kate Winslet and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio every second oh, day okay. <laughs> as a ritual. <laughs> To Leonardo DiCaprio. Then there's Marriage Story, and then there's other ones. I just don't watch them. I, I don't want to watch where they're going. Why don't you make me dinner anymore? <laughs> it, it's very interesting to hear about somebody else's dinner habits. <laughs> uh, I gave the plot zero point five out of out of five. 
just because it exists. I, I, I'm going to let our listeners into a secret. I was in bed sick last night watching this and I decided... Fair play to you for your commitment. <laughs> uh, and I decided not to score it because I was too annoyed. <laughs> Are you giving zero for the plot? I give it zero for the plot. It was well done. Absolutely taking up space <laughs> in IMDb that it shouldn't be. It should and not exist. Yeah. And Metacritic, of course. Sorry, yes, which is our, which is our thing. Yeah, it's our thing, but we do heavily rely on oh, IMDb absolutely. for other stuff. Yes. If IMDb had a better searchable database, then we'd be using that. But Metacritic is the only one with like a full-time, all-time movie list. Anyway, that's a lot of technical background. Um, acting. All right, I'm just... Right, okay, fine. I gave it two because it's okay. It's, it's No, it's not. It's below okay, but it's still it's still okay, I guess. What do you give? I'm still acting? angry. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 0.5. And that's... 0.5. And that's with an amazing actor as the front man. Um, it... it it had nothing going for maybe a few seconds from, from um, oh, what's her face? Ah, the wife, Marion. Emily, Emily Watson. Emily Watson. She was okay at a couple of points. Yeah. But it was a yeah. couple of points in a movie. And Christian I Bale thought the French, was yeah. cash. I, fr- I thought the French actors played getting angry okay as well. Um, yeah, but again, that's the last scene she's in. True, true. So she was an interesting character. If I wasn't angry, I might pop it up a little bit as you say that, but I'm still angry. That's fine. What about production or soundtrack? Sorry, I gave probably the lowest mark I've ever given for a soundtrack. I'm giving 0.1 out of 5 because it annoyed me so much. I actually only pop it up a little bit because there was one song in it I liked uh, from the Stranglers. Walking, walking oh. on the beaches. It's a terrible song, but I, oh, yeah. it tickles me from a, an earlier time in my life. Sure. So 0.5. Um, 0.5. It ain't great. I don't know if we've actually, I think I've probably overrun, overwritten the uh, laws of halves and quarters there by giving a 0.1, but the second I heard it, I just felt, no, I don't think <laughs> it, it is shocking. It's, so, it's like a 14-year-old yeah. with, a, with a keyboard I just got for Christmas. Yeah, I'll actually, just so we keep the averages okay, I'll give it 0.25, okay. just so we don't get away from our quarters and halves uh, marking system. Uh, production, I gave 0.5 out of 5, just because I think the costumes were fine, and probably 0.5 for the entire costume department and designer. Mm, there's some, some parts of the production of this that really irritated me. Um, God, that opening credit. I stopped watching. Yeah. After the opening credits, was. I stopped for hours <laughs> because I couldn't face it. Yeah, I knew I was getting into something that was going to be like a TV movie from the 70s or 80s that really was from that time period, but obviously it's 97, but I just, yeah, this director, he doesn't, he's not alive anymore. I don't really wish to speak ill of the dead, but he's, um, this is not good. I won't say anything about the rest of his life, but this has to have been a low point. <laughs> it, it was pants. Yeah. So, what did you get production? Production, as you say, it deserves a little nod for Christian Bale's amazing haircut. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that was shocking. Uh, which was kind of on point because uh, it looks like a photo of my dad. Um, oh, not that he looks like Christian Bale, but the same bloody haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so yeah, zero point five. Everything else about the 0. production, 5. other than Christian Bale's hair, shocking. Shocking. That might be. That might just clinch your lowest movie rating since we've begun. Actually, see the thing is, just just saying. I think we've watched worse movies, but none that annoyed me more than this. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. It's, it was a very annoying movie because I really just didn't want to sit through it as a genre. Yeah, and I and I knew when we when I when I wrote read the description of it at the end of the last episode, I just knew. Oh no, no. But 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 anyway, if if we have to watch the genre, like I, I'm okay with watching a genre that I don't particularly enjoy if it's done well. Yeah. This. But I'm not going out of my way to watch a marriage, wedding, marriage, whatever. Um, I'm okay with sentimentality, nostalgia, oh, yeah. and regret. That's great. Especially That's, if it involves good. a dog. Yeah, well, I don't watch those either because they make me cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marley and me. Oh, God. <laughs> I read the book. I didn't watch the movie. I knew I'd not be happy with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, the Wall Street Journal gave it zero, and... They said, uh, Joe Morgenstern said, Metroland, which is adapted from a novel by Julian Barnes, is an oddly unpleasant variation <laughs> on the theme of the way we wear. Yeah, um, all right. But I'll, I'll just mention the LA Weekly. They give a 10 out of 100 by Elle Taylor. She said, replete with false dilemmas, assisted by a dreadfully stagey screenplay, correct, and directed with all the animation of a tableau vivant. Metroland is such a draggy bore. That's about right. That's about right. Um, but on the other end of the scale, the Entertainment Weekly gave it 91 out of 100. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Owen Gleiberman said, it's the rare portrait of a happy marriage that is honest about the complex currents of desire. And the drama is beautifully played by Bale, who gawks with soulful sweetness and Watson, who does her most piercing work since breaking the waves. Gawks is the right word. The only correct word in that synopsis of that movie. Gawks. He does that for his flashbacks. Yeah, and it's not we don't we mentioned gawking in a negative manner, not positive, because he's stupid. He looks like a comic book character when he daydreams. Yeah. Gormless. That's all I'm saying. Um okay, so we'll um do that and finish that and put Metroland underground. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <Way>. <laughs> And hopefully we're just gonna we're gonna randomize now, and yeah, we're not missing anything, right? No, that's that's. Um, I, I think it's yeah, safe to it. say, putting this to bed is the right thing to do with it. Just, just yeah. We maybe even Let's skip see what over it in the synopsis on the the review we do at the ten, the ten mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, randomize and go for the next movie and see what we get. Oh, we've got eight hundred and seventy-one, which we've got up. Yes, that should be good. Well, better than the 10,000s. All right, so movie 871 is actually a recent movie from 2023, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, directed by Wes Anderson, written by Roald Dahl, actually, based on a Roald Dahl story. It's actually one of the shortest movies we'll ever <laughs> we'll ever review because it's 37 minutes long. Oh, I think this summary... is Netflix or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's somewhere, somewhere like that. Uh, the summary is the short anthology film adapts four of the stories in the Roald Dahl collection to wonderful story of Henry Sugar and six more. The main story follows Henry Sugar, who is able to see through objects and predict the future with the help of a stolen book. Starring Ralph Fiennes, our friend Ralph Fiennes. Amazing. Rafe Fiennes from The Dig. 
that we watched a few episodes ago. Benedict yep. Cumberbatch, Deb Patel, Ben Kingsley, Richard Iode, Jarvis Cocker. Common people. Um, it's an amazing yeah. guest. Yeah, it's a great cast. And I remember it being released. I, I didn't actually watch it. I, I've seen um, clips of it. Yeah. And, and the way it's presented, it's obviously very Wes Anderson. So I'm yeah, super, super stoked, actually. Yeah, I haven't watched um, his latest movie, the Alien one. Um, uh, Rocket City or something like that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Something. Like I haven't that. seen that either. Apparently, he hasn't. It's not as up to his usual standard. I've heard. No, a lot of people are saying his bubble. The bubbles burst on the Wes Anderson sort of trope. Oh no, no, I would never say that. I, I, I love his no. his style of shooting. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. So that's uh, we're looking forward to that one. Maybe our next episode won't be crazy long but at least it's it'll be probably hopefully well, a quality movie probably, probably not twice to land the movie <laughs> no hopefully not hopefully not okay so that was episode 41 and we'll see you in episode 42 of 15k plus random movie reviews don't forget if you've listened this far we've actually started up on tiktok just posting our favorite scenes and maybe our least favorite scenes and some just quirky scenes as well so um follow us on tiktok if you're into that sort of thing and you're below the age of 20 uh, <laughs> it's an interesting platform tiktok but uh, i'm learning a lot about editing movies on a, on a mobile phone you should see colin flosser <laughs> yes that'll be the next <laughs> as i break my hips in multiple areas <laughs> all right um yes as always we're all on all we're on all audio platforms so give us ratings on there and like us as you see fit and we'll see you in the next episode bye bye Ta-da, chuck. Thank you.